And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. No time to dilly-dally. Let's get around to the first story. Uh, This is a mixture of at least two and a half weeks worth of stories. (laughs) Uh, Warner Brothers... Discovery Boss's payday is toast. This comes from Reuters, written by Jennifer Saba. Uh, We got some changes for David Zaslov's pay. All right. Uh, He made, I believe, a crap ton of money last year. (laughs) But if he wants his $200 million compensation package that he got in 2021, there's gonna have to. There's gonna be a lot of lot of hard hard truths when that comes to it. Uh, Jennifer writes: Shares of the company behind HBO, cable news network, CNN, and streaming service Max are hovering around ten dollars per share now. Which is a, the problem is, Zaslov is sitting on stock options that kick in at the prices from thirty five dollars thirty five dollars and sixty five cents to forty three dollars and thirty three cents over a period that ends in twenty twenty seven. Obviously, WBD is not doing that well, and the company is currently worth about $69 billion, including a net debt of around $43 billion. The top end of the target for shares options would imply the company's enterprise value would have, to, would have to reach $148 million, billion. Now, we've got a lot of things happening at Warner Bros. Discovery, and not we, not me, because I currently work there. That's going to change, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but there's a there's things that are happening at the network, such as Food Network and TBS, they're shrinking. TBS is getting rid of all of its uh, shows. The only scripted shows, the only show that is currently still on there that I'm extremely concerned about is American Dad. And that's been going on. They've been... Jesus, I'm going to put my thumb down. It's been renewed up until season 19, I believe. So I believe it's on 18 right now. So we've got one more year with it, to the very least. Um, And at minimum, what they could do is move that show over to Adult Swim. But Adult Swim is so, A, gung-ho on Rick and Morty, and B, it isn't necessarily conducive for a 20-to-22-episode 20 20 season of a TV show. By their own admission, I guess? I don't know. That's the way they do things over there. The only things that are really performing well and anybody can see this happening is uh, really things like Max or shows that perform well on cable and max like shows like white Lotus. They have other divisions like the gaming unit Hogwarts legacy released, which is a a prequel to the Harry Potter series. And it generated about $1.3 billion in revenue. That's because it's on PC, Xbox series X, Xbox one, PS four, PS five, and now the Nintendo switch more recently. Then uh, you, you have to take into account that they that the it has to compete with uh, the likes of Netflix, which is way 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 pricier, or worth more. Warner Bros. Discovery's uh, marketing the value is shrinking. Oh, jeez, I gotta turn that off. 
And just because they have all of these cable platforms, cable networks, and a streaming platform, and gaming, and this and that, and the rest, it doesn't... It doesn't. It doesn't make. It doesn't make sense. This and that and the rest. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of that title. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that they are going. That that they're performing at a level that they should be. It's we have two. Well, you have one mega company, and then you have Discovery. <laughs> you have Warner Brothers, and they have Discovery. And it is. It's like it's like if David and Goliath started working together, but David didn't know how to manage Goliath. Share percentages keep falling. What is Warner Bros. Discovery to do? Now, this is a man who, now this is not on, uh, if you're looking at the notes, this is not in the notes, but he gave an interview in the last couple of days regarding the strikes, David Zaslav, and he mentioned that he was always uh, behind uh, the, the actors and the writers. He said he fought to end the strike and that WBD showed courage in slashing content slate and staff as industry changed. And then obviously he, uh, the, pay, the pay question came up and he kind of just, just waved it off. And he also mentioned about CNN, uh, there might be uh, some type of reunion with Chris Lick. Uh, he talked about Jeff Zucker's exit who was the previous CNN boss. And he reaffirmed plans to avoid making it a, a, quote, advocacy network. Which is something that I I don't completely understand. Guy who voted uh, for Trump. <laughs> Just doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense in his eyes. We got to stop advocating. We got to be like uh, Fox News. All right. Let's move on. I don't care. My my contract's over with anyway. I can say whatever I want. Uh, this next one comes from IndieWire. I just had to make sure. I, I, I'm sorry. Excuse the pauses. This next bit comes from IndieWire. Now, as it turns out, we thought Warner, speaking of Warner Bros. Discovery, we thought WBD and Warner Brothers was bad at cutting things. Looks like uh, uh, Paramount Plus was just as bad. Written by Tony Maglio, you thought Max removed a ton of content? Get a load of these Paramount Plus cuts. If you recall, movies like Batgirl and Coyote vs. Acme were canceled, but then uh, soon after Coyote vs. Acme was canceled, not canceled, they were almost done, and now, uh, uh, then they were thrown out. For tax write-offs. But now Coyote vs. Acme is back. But then we saw the first half of Looney Tunes and uh, Sesame Street and um, um, what's that show? Raised by Wolves. Uh, we just And uh, Westworld. We just saw a, a crap ton of shows and movies just that are owned by Warner Brothers just be removed from Max. Now, according to recent Real Good Audit... Of the catalogs of the eight leading U.S. streaming services, which are Prime, Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, Max, Disney+, Paramount+, and Apple TV+. I pay for every single one of those. Paramount+, Plus had 830 movie titles available on October 15, 2023. A year prior to that, on October 17, 2022, Paramount+, Plus had 
2,302 movie titles available. I noticed that it has shrunk, shrunk it, but I did not know that it was that much. The Paramount Plus film library lost 1,472 titles over 363 days, a 64% drop, which is about four days. Simultaneously, the Paramount Plus TV catalog increased 3%. Max lost 390 titles in his movie catalog, or 15%, from 2558 films in October 2022 to 2168 in 2023. Thanks to the influx of Discovery Plus series, Max nearly doubled its TV show catalog in a year. Uh... We we're we're gonna see this all the time. This is like a huge reason why I still continue to buy movies and TV shows. Just this last week, I bought the uh, iTunes had a sale for Curb Your Enthusiasm seasons uh, one through eleven. Twenty dollars for eleven seasons. The show is not over, but it's nice to have that thing digitally. I would lo- I would rather have it physically, but I don't have a lot of room and also uh, too much plastic. I, I just we're we're gonna continue seeing these these things happen and it's not going to be fun. And it's not gonna be good and you're gonna get upset, but that's just how things are. I'm looking at these numbers now. I'm looking at the chart from Real Good. Prime video actually went from fourteen, almost fifteen thousand, down to ten thousand, and then uh, and from January 2021 to October 2022, and then it's back up to 1,200, which is amazing. Is that prime? Like, is that prime prime? Anyway. There's another article that I, I, I just clicked on, but it's not for the show. It's for me. I just, it's from IndieWire, and I just want to read it. It was written two days ago. Samantha Bergeson. Now, continuing off of Paramount Plus, this comes from Benjamin Mayo. There's a report Apple TV, Apple, excuse me, is in talks to offer a combined streaming bundle of Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus. I recognize that I said the guy's name, but I also did not say the the publication. It's 9to5Mac. Apple is said to be in early talks with Paramount about a possible streaming bundle deal that would see Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus sold together at a price less than the cost of purchasing both separately. Now, I believe Apple TV Plus is, I just got the email two days ago to, that's going to raise its prices from $6.99 to $9.99, which I knew was going to happen. And the ad-free tier of Paramount Plus is $11.99. If you do the math, that's $22 a month. Apple, uh, if you are if you're on Apple TV, just like Amazon channels and uh, just like Hulu, uh, in in partial cases, you can um, uh, you can subscribe to Paramount Plus via uh, those platforms, with the exception of Hulu, which you can only do Stars, Cinemax, HBO, and Showtime. Not Cinemax, just Stars, HBO, Showtime. Well, uh, <laughs> if you watch the video, I was doing something weird. In 2021, Apple offered a bundle of Showtime and CBS All Access at 50% discounts for Apple TV Plus subscribers to the TV app. The offer was removed in the months after the launch of Paramount Plus. We're in this new aggressive streaming era where these companies must, 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 must adapt to um, the changing, to, to, I mean, A, to 
to how much it costs, especially post uh, strikes, to have all of this stuff, to pay residuals, to have all these shows and movies living on your platform. And then, on top of that, changing consumer habits. Now, I know I sound like CNBC. Baby, I'm not. But this is what's going to have to happen if they want to continue to uh, uh, make money in some form or fashion. Now, I predict that this bundle is probably going to launch at, I don't know, uh, the Apple T, excuse me, the Apple One subscription, which the the, the one tier uh, uh, bundles um, uh, 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 Apple TV, Apple Music, Apple News, and um, Apple Arcade for $20 a month. So I predict that TV and Paramount Plus, if, it, if it's, if it's going to be a savings, it's going to be a savings of $2. It's going to be $20 a month. Or, if we're lucky, 18 But I doubt that it'll be priced like that because we know Apple. All right, continuing on. This comes from 9to5Google. This is written by Ben Schoon. Microsoft is pushing forward with its own Xbox mobile gaming store. Last year, or excuse me, yeah, last year the the company said, Microsoft said it was going to be buying Activision Blizzard this year. Uh, It was finally uh, allowed to do so with a lot of stipulations. Um, At the same time last year, it was reported that Activision Blizzard was was looking to own its own, into its own game store on Android. Now, if you know, Google and, and and but mostly Apple are being held in these antitrust lawsuits. I realize that I'm wearing it's dark outside and I'm wearing a um uh, a, a black sweatshirt. It's Lululemon, <laughs> no big deal. But the only thing you can see is like a pink shirt underneath that I'm wearing. <laughs> So that is the only color that's in here. Everything else is dark because the table is a the the dining room table is a, a dark, a dark brown, a very dark brown. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's very funny. Not ha ha funny. Not ha, not funny like a clown. <laughs> just watched that scene this morning from Goodfellas. You think I'm funny? Funny like a clown? <laughs> it's important just to watch a uh, good movie scene sometimes. I like it. Yesterday, I watched a bunch of Kevin Hart interviews. I don't know why. I, I, I was 40 minutes, me sitting at the, at the dining room table watching Kevin Hart interviews. Couldn't tell you why. And then, uh, as, if, as if I spoke it into the universe, Architect, Architectural Digest uploaded uh, a Kevin Hart tour. Him touring his, uh, his L.A. offices. I think today or yesterday afternoon. It's crazy. I spoke it in. I spoke it into the universe. Let me speak in a contract renewal. So they're in Apple and Google are in this antitrust lawsuit being sued by, I believe, the EU, but mostly Epic Games uh, in regards to the huge percentage cuts that they take for uh, in app purchases on the platforms. And then also in uh, Apple's case, it turns out that, I mean, not turns out, Apple uh, is, the App Store is the only place you can get apps on Apple. Versus on Google, you can go and download the Amazon App Store. You can sideload apps. You can do whatever. This Microsoft gaming store is going to have a lot of hurdles to jump through, in particular on iOS, because you can't even download the Game Pass app. 
you have to you have to go into Safari and then save that to your um your home screen on iPad on Mac because that's what I have and also on uh, iPhone. Whereas on uh, 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 Android phones, I can go over, I can have the Xbox app and the Game Pass app, and I can just play a Game Pass game on my phone. The Game Awards, December 7th. That's how I won that Steam Deck. I got lucky, baby. I got real lucky. I haven't been that lucky since. Very true. (laughs) It's been a year. I, I really want to see where that goes, and I and I hope they're they're able to do that because I would be I would love. Well, hold on, I don't know if I would buy games specifically like Microsoft branded games for my phone because we have game now that the iPhone Pro 15 Max is out, uh, 15 Pro Max is out. You can play it's strong it's strong enough, powerful enough to play uh, the new Resident Evil game, and then other Resident Evil games. But why would I want to do that? Why would I want to gatekeep that to that thing? I mean, it's great for somebody who's on, like who only wants to play games on their iPhones and iPads and Macs. Uh, not even the Mac, but I, iPhone and iPad. But I don't want to be gatekept to one thing like that. Which is why I have every uh, console. Why miss out? Last night, I was playing Uncharted 4. It has taken me... <laughs> I've had that game, I don't know, three years. It's taken me three years to beat it. Uh, it t- don't ask me how long it took me to uh, to beat uh, Pokemon um, Scarlet and Violet. I am Scarlet. Don't ask me how long it took me to beat Halo Infinite. It took me a very long time. This next one comes from Variety, written by Brent Lang and Matt Donnelly. Robert De Niro gave a speech at the Gotham Awards, and it was censored. But he caught the censor. And he uh, re-input all of his stuff that he was talking about, that he was going to talk about beforehand. The thing is, Robert De Niro is one of the greatest vocal actors in my lifetime. I love him so much. He's so great. Married two black women. Has has a, 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 a multiple mixed race children. He's currently with a young Asian lady. I love this man. He's a great actor. I'd love to see him act opposite people of color, but we'll see. But he, but he's married to so he, he married some Israel life. That's fine. Now he gave us, uh, he gave a speech for Killers of the Flower Moon at Monday's Gotham Awards, and uh, in the middle of the speech, I urge you to go check out the speech because this man is so great. The, it's important to note that the Gotham Awards were presented on Apple TV Plus. Speaking of, I believe. But they were very, they were very much produced. Uh, excuse me, the the movie was produced by Apple. Uh, he had not been informed of the changes, and uh, he said, "quote I don't feel like thanking Apple for all uh, at all for what they did." He said, "How dare they do that?" Actually, uh, this actually comes from. Excuse me. Uh, Gotham historical icon and oh yeah from De Niro yeah yeah because he won the Gotham historical icon and creator tribute he criticized Apple he criticized the producers of his movie 
Uh, a revised version of the speech was delivered to the teleprompter less than 10 minutes before the event started, according to sources with the knowledge of the show. A woman who told the teleprompter operator to, hold, uh, to upload a new speech was overheard identifying herself as an Apple employee. At 6.54 p.m., the teleprompter company was sent an email from two Apple employees with the, tech, with the new text, which omitted explicit references to Donald Trump. And if you don't know, uh, De Niro hates Trump. If you go look at him on Colbert, uh, Fallon, like truly any any late night program he's been on the last four or five years, he just will straight up crap talk Trump. It instead had De Niro reference how, quote, watching the news today makes it clear that, quote, we actually are living in a post-truth society. Variety has reviewed a copy of that email the Gotham's, an annual celebration of film and television, had nothing to do with the cuts of the Killer and Flower Moon Stars remarks, according to insiders. A spokesperson for De Niro said that the actor did not see the changes. Uh, Apple's trying to deny, or excuse me, a source close to the film is trying to deny that there is no censorship involved, but we all know that this happened. De Niro said... That he that here's here's what he said live in that speech. Lying has become just another tool in the in the charlatan's uh, arsenal. The former president lied to us more than thirty thousand times during his four years in office, and he's keeping up in the the pace in his current campaign of retribution. But with all his lies, he can't hide his soul. He attacks the weak, destroys the gifts of nature, and shows disrespect. For example, by using Pocahontas as a slur. I love. Love, love De Niro for this. For standing up, it does not matter if you are a company with a billion-dollar track record and you're trying to apply to, uh, 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 to be uh, applicable to everybody. You cannot do this. That is full-on censorship. And it's, I, it's quite frankly, I think it's ironic uh, because this movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, is about uh, just decimating uh, the uh, uh, people who were born in America's soil and and ruining their livelihoods. The white man coming in and doing that. And guess what Apple is? The white man. It's infuriating to see them take this into their own hands and go, we want to be as apolitical as possible. No, you can't. You can't, Tim Apple. You can't. This next one comes from New York Times written by Santul Nurkar and Kevin Draper. For Sports Illustrated, report about fake authors is the latest stumble. Now, Sports Illustrated has been uh, struggling as of late. There's been uh, reports of plagiarism and uh, substandard writing and the use of freelance reporters with little due diligence. Journalists there also want a better pay, greater transparency during the hiring process, and a guarantee that all work published on the Sports Illustrated website would be edited. Not a lot of things have improved over the past couple of years. On Monday, the science and technology publication Futurism reported that Sports Illustrated had published product reviews under fake author names with fake author biographies. Now, if you recall, uh, I believe earlier this year or maybe late last year, CNET had gotten in trouble for its use of AI written stories. And in fact, a bunch of other publications as well. But I remember CNET being probably the biggest because they just laid off uh, and then and then after that they said we're gonna stop doing that and then they laid off a crap ton of people futurism could find no evidence that the supposed authors were real and the photographs with the bios could be found on websites 
that sell artificial intelligence generated headshots. Futurism also raised the possibility that artificial intelligence had generated the words and the reviews. I mean, it's just, I'm looking at the futurism now, which the article now, which they linked. It's not an article. It's a piece because this thing's long, which they linked inside of the uh, uh, New York times uh, piece. Oh my God. It's, this is just damning. If, if anything, I, I, I can't believe that sports illustrate like what, probably the third biggest sports, uh, 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 contribution name. What, what would I, what would you call this publication? It's just, it's a bad practice. And the, and this, I mean, it just, it just violates the trust of, uh, uh, the people who read sports illustrated. Now the arena group, which publishes sports illustrated blamed a vendor Advon commerce for the situation. Uh, Sports Illustrated licenses products reviews from Advon, and Advon assured the Arena Group that, quote, all the articles in question were written and edited by humans, uh, said Rachel Fink, an Arena Group spokesperson. Spokes, yeah, spokesperson. <laughs> it was woman, but I said person. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> According to Arena, Advon uh, said it used, quote, both counter plagiarism and counter AI software. Guys, come on. <laughs> I did look. I wrote this I wrote this paper and I swear to God I didn't cheat. Did you? <laughs> Did you not? Really? <laughs> I this, I mean it's just this, I, again it's the latest thing Go Media CNET and uh, Columbus Dispatch in Ohio have all experienced this AI troubles and you just I know it's a tool that people have that want to use and uh, people want to use it and 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 think that it's it's right for them to do so it's not. We're at a point where uh, uh, banks like SoFi, which is which is a, a banking provider I use, they're getting rid of cryptocurrency trading altogether, and uh, you can't use AI in school anymore uh, uh, to to write anything. And 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 Sam Altman was uh, uh, let go from OpenAI for whatever the reason was. I think it was uh, innovation innovating too fast, but uh, I, that's neither here nor there because I really don't know. But I mean, it's just we can't rely on this one thing after not having it for the past, you know, I mean, in the, in the past two or three years, it's, it's just, it's just exploded and we can't just lean into that and expect everything to be fine immediately. Now this comes from, this next one comes from deadline run by Mike Fleming jr. Absolutely productions gets new investment and brings upright citizens brigade under the same roof. Uh, if you know the UCB, which was created by uh, uh, people like Amy Poehler and uh, 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 Matt Walsh uh, and those other two guys, who's name Matt <laughs> uh, Besser and um, Ian. Uh, uh, God, what is Ian's last name? Oh, God, this is going to bother me. I feel so bad because I do- Ian Roberts. And and it's it, they've they've had they do uh, improv things and and have and, and have things going on, but um, it, it's launching stuff on the internet is hard. You know, you, you can't without reliable capital or income or producers or whatever. It's just because you have the actors ready to go and the and the premises doesn't mean that you have everything that you need. Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim, and Dave Kneebones. Absolutely Productions has concert, uh, secured have yeah, secured investment for new comedic. 
Ventures, and their first move is to join Upright Citizens Brigade under the same parent company. I believe they're going to be acting independently of one another. Yes, while the companies will operate independently, their shared focus is on building a development pipeline that unites UCB's pool of talent and track record of incubating successful IP with ABSO's uh, creator-driven development process and um, production experience. Now, absolutely produces shows like uh, Chad and JT Go Deep and um, uh, uh, the Tim to any Tim and Eric project that, that, that comes out. Uh, and I believe um, just a crap ton of things on um, uh, Adult Swim. It's a very... Uh, lucrative and trustworthy company a trustworthy <laughs> great company great comedy company uh anything that nathan fielder does i believe uh they've also ucb has uh, uh done projects like broadway's gutenberg the musical and the new a24 a24 film dicks the musical uh which opened recently it's ucb's been 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 working hard even though it's been around for the past couple of decades but it's been doing much better uh, more or less, in these in these past couple of years with these new productions. Now, UCB shows are going to be able to stream straight to comedy lovers around the world, uh, in addition to offering a wide array of digital engagement opportunities to talent audiences alike. So now we're going to be able to see more people. If I live here in Atlanta, and uh, the comedy scene sucks, quite frankly, uh, but, but I'm going to be able to watch them do their shows. I don't know if they're still in Hell's Kitchen in New York, but... I don't even know if they have New York property anymore. They might just be in L.A. So I'm going to be able to watch L.A. shows uh, uh, when sometimes, I guess, they're going to be a little bit uh, soft with that. But they're going to, you know, you'll be able to do that. It's going to be interesting. I'm, gl- I'm glad that we're going to see some type of improv or uh, prepared comedy things that are, as much as I love uh, um, uh, uh, SNL and other pipelines like that this is this is just another way for more comedy people to get noticed because i don't know sometimes i i watch uh uh snl and i see somebody and uh you know i'll see somebody this is this is by no means this is by no means uh, uh uh to be rude or to be like this person doesn't deserve it uh, so I will say this. I saw the Please Don't Destroy movie, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. And first, I have to say, that movie is so funny. I miss comedy movies that are just pure jokes. And they don't have to make sense. And things can happen like these three guys uh, 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 wingsuiting in the climax of the movie. Um, I just – and like an eagle, you know, being a comedy prop – I just miss comedies like this. It feels like everything's got to have a heart or it's got to have a message at the end. I don't need that. I want, sometimes I just want, like Lovebirds. Lovebirds was so good (laughs) with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. I just love a comedy that just goes truly off the rails. Now, that being said, there is a, this movie was already, uh, which I didn't know, which is, it was already in production not in production. It was the script was already being developed by Judd Apatow, which uh, a person who I like, but I also have problems with. Uh, he's never had a movie starring a person of color, uh, and a lot of his movies just don't have a lot of people in color. Anyway, but I do like him. I do like him. Um, 
but this movie was being developed. The script was being developed before those guys landed on the Please Don't Destroy team landed on uh, um, SNL. Uh, that does not mean it was being made. Developed and made is two different things. Are two different things. Now, there is a woman who joined SNL this year. Who and I know it's hard to prove yourself in this first year, and you really have to give it two or three. Her name is Chloe Trost, and I and I and I again I don't want to sound, you know, spiteful or anything, and I and I'm sure she's worked very hard. But this person, uh, I wish they would, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get another woman, get a woman of color. But this person was in this movie, and now she's on SNL. I mean, it's just I'm sure I'm sure one came before the other. Obviously, that's how things work. But I don't know. It. I just don't like it. it. Screams a little bit of nepotism to me. Not a little bit, a lot of it. Okay. Uh, oh, there's going to be a Barbie screenplay book. Make the money. Again, I don't like Noah Baumbach or Greta Gerwig. I, I do not like them at all, but make their money. <clears throat> all right, this next one. I'm, I keep looking at the clock. I haven't, I'm interviewing somebody coming up. I'll talk about it at the end of this, but... Uh, how this is how Team Z became Hollywood's Grim Reaper. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter, written by Gary Baum, Ryan Gajewski, and Winston Cho. I really hope that's how you pronounce Ryan's last name. <laughs> uh, th- now this is following uh, Matthew Perry's drowning death, unfortunate, uh, on October twenty eighth. Now the media outlet has, for the past like several years, has become you know one of like the. As much as people hate it, it is a place where you find a lot of grim news, like or like uh, grim important news. A lot like somebody's death, someone a big celebrity's death, and uh, and and Matthew Perry's is no exception. The media outlet, which over the past or, right, media outlet, cited law enforcement sources and ran a redacted audio clip it obtained of a dispatcher communicating with emergency personnel before running photos of the actor's stricken parents arriving at his home. I mean, it's just vile. It's disgusting. They send out uh, uh, photogs, paparazzi, around just to to get these deaths. I mean, they broke Michael Jackson's death in 2009. And they've been doing this, ob- what, uh, what, the, what uh, Hollywood Report is writing is uh, obituary re- uh, reporting which is relied on paid informants known in the trade as, quote, checkbook journalism, a practice outside the ethical bounds of main, most mainstream media outlets, which helps them, you know, stay afloat on top of all these topics. According to those who found themselves in the midst of its buzzsaw, it functions as a malignant power that hurts people at their most vulnerable moments. Uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang, recalled his own Team Z experience on X. He said, quote, they paid off people in the hospital when my father passed. Couldn't even uh, effing grieve for 20 minutes. I mean, it's just imagine being a celebrity and you already have no uh, privacy, which, you know, it's fine. You do your best to combat it. But when something big happens, when you're getting a divorce or when there's a death or uh, of your of your famous partner or famous child god forbid anything along those lines imagine having you know no privacy when it comes to you being in the hospital 
because uh, you're you're being in the hospital and and you're and you're grieving, and some nurse or some janitor or whomever in this hospital uh, is asked by TMZ and then uh, by what's going on. And cra- it's crazy. Some sources uh, tip off TMZ, uh, which Rupert Murdoch owns. Oh, my God. And Warner Media owned it in 2021. Yes, Jesus. Because it's a thrill or they're angry. Others want a payout, which can range from a few hundred dollars to far higher. A former TMZ staffer uh, recalls uh, that there is no ceiling on payments. Quote, they have an insane amount of capital to do anything. Uh, this kind of thing, the person says. The New York Post, another outlet, which Murdoch also owns, which is also as reputable as TMZ, reported that the hotel elevator footage of Solange attacking Jay-Z was purchased for $250,000. And if you remember, that was, a, that was a huge story that is still talked about to this day in hip-hop circles. Not to Jay-Z's face or anything, because I don't want to die. TMZ's network of informants which includes literally anyone. Deeply penetrates a local, quote, 30-mile zone that gives the outlet its name, which means that within 30 miles of any story, TMZ probably has an informant. More than likely New York, L.A., whatever. So if I'm on, uh, if I'm in Santa Monica and, uh, uh, and I die, and I'm famous, <laughs> And I die in Santa Monica, God willing, on the beach. And uh, and they're sitting in Santa Barbara. They have somebody in Santa Barbara or uh, South LA or South Downtown, just whatever. They get somebody over there quickly to know what's happening. They are cozy with the Los Angeles County Superior Court. The uh, TMZ also has moles at LAX. Wow, crazy. Uh, TMZ, I just, I don't like the website, but, and then when, I mean, but, not even and, but when something breaks over there, I just, you just have to listen. The Kobe Bryant's death, obviously, a law enforcement officer tipped off uh, TMZ about that. And she had to learn it. Uh, excuse me, Vanessa Bryant had to learn it after the fact. It's just a, it's a gross uh, way to do anything. And so she ended up suing, uh, uh, was it TMZ? Who'd she sue? She ended up suing. And her suit alleged that the government, excuse me, that quote, the government employees abusing access to celebrity related information had long been a problem in Los Angeles. Nodding to an LAPD officer sharing photos of Rihanna's bruised face with TMZ following her assault by Chris Brown, which people seem to forget. Chris Brown sucks. All right, this final one comes from The Verge, written by Mila Sato and Neelai Patel. YouTube is going to start cracking down on AI clones of musicians. Again, AI has been a big issue, especially when it comes to, and I hate saying this word, but the creator community. YouTube is going to require creators to begin labeling, quote, realistic AI-generated content when they're uploading videos, and that disclosure requirement is especially important for topics like elections or ongoing conflicts. But you cannot, which means you, essentially you cannot upload, like, songs 
or if I mean, if you do upload songs, if you upload some uh, a, a version of Eminem or Drake, you have to say that this is AI. And then it's going to uh, pop up with a banner that says altered or synthetic content. YouTube says penalties for not labeling AI-generated content accurately will vary, but could include takedowns and demonetization. We don't know how. We don't know how this is going to happen, but we know it could. I mean, this is after YouTube saying it's saying it's cracking down on uh, um, ads. Uh, ad blockers, excuse me. So no more, like, I mean, you can still do your, do your deep fakes, but you you have to say if it's realistic or not. If you get deep fake, there's a process to follow that may result in the video coming down, but the company says it will, quote, evaluate a variety of factors when evaluating these requests, including whether the content is a parody or satire and whether the individual is a public official or well-known individual, like the guy who does uh, Tom Cruise's um, deep fakes. The ones I do not, I don't like deep fakes at all. That, uh, that stuff is, uh, makes me unsettled, and not a lot of stuff makes me unsettled. I could watch a snuff film right now. <laughs> I can eat a bowl of cereal and watch this film. <laughs> there will be no exceptions for things like parody or satire when it comes to AI-generated music content from YouTube's partners that, quote, mimics an artist's unique singing or rapping voice. Hmm. And uh, what Mila and Neli right here is means that uh, Frank Sinatra singing The Killers, uh, Mr. Brightside, is likely in for an uphill battle if uh, Universal Music Group decides it doesn't like it. Now, you're, you are taking away from these creators, you are taking away from these people an outlet of revenue, but in a lot of cases, it's harming somebody. So when you have a Tom Cruise or a, a, a Brie Larson, I couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else, and I like Brie Larson a lot. When you have a Tom Cruise or a Brie Larson or a Sam Jackson or a Pedro Pascal uh, fake and they're saying stuff uh, uh, in regard the stuff that they don't that they don't say. Bad things. I was going to give examples, but we're in tough times right now. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Already had one contract canceled. <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. Is this, is this the way now? Is this the way? Or how are these people going to make their money? Uh, YouTube is YouTube and Facebook and uh, Snapchat and TikTok and every other social outlet. They have to be, they have to recognize the damage that has been wrought. But then when you when you're meta and you're walking back things. Uh, and which results in, you know, 10 year old children being able to sign up for a Facebook or Instagram account. And then those children being sexualized um, on Instagram stories, which was a story that happened this week. Um, you're not doing it right in some aspects and then other aspects you are doing too much. Not that I'm conflating uh, the children being sexualized and <laughs> YouTube AI generated things. So, what are they to do? 
All right. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com. We've got interviews with your favorite media personalities. I'm going to take it away from comedians because the most recent interview I just did, not this month that's coming up, uh, is with a person who I'll talk about at the end of the show, uh, who works at NPR and other things. If you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash comedy. News time is coming back. I took a break and I was going to play catch up with like 50 episodes. And then I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to, I'm just going to start, uh, you know, relaunch the brand. News time is coming back. If you don't know what news time is, the premier uh, TV show, uh, entertainment business news show. We also have, uh, the, um, um, uh, uh, God, what are the other LinkedIn logs, which is my job podcast, which will be coming back regularly <laughs> at this point, unfortunately. And, uh, late night lately, which is the late, late night show show. Video versions of that live on youtube.com slash C comedy. We're on social at C comedy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Me at chat black, white. Um, uh, the, the interview, uh, that'll, that'll be posted the same day as this will be Eric Deggins. He is a media analyst and he's very smart. And I, uh, can't believe that he said yes to an interview with me <laughs> and we chatted. Uh, this is an, it was another instance of, uh, um, me, uh, having scheduling an interview and then, um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> We went over on time and Zoom cutting off <laughs> and me frantically emailing him, oh, please get back on. <laughs> but he understood. He understood in the end. We had another like 10 or so minutes, which is fantastic. I mean, I just I love it when people give me their time and I love it when they can answer the questions and get, just like talk. I love it. I truly love it. And uh, we can have a good conversation back and forth. That's how you know, back and forth. Those conversations happen. <laughs> Uh, and then that, that'll be coming up. And then after that, um, I will, you know what? I'll stick with one. I'm going to promote one because it is, uh, ready to go. And it is, is it out? No, it's not. Cause I'm looking at the files right now. Okay. Anyway, that'll be happening. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Check out the rest of the stuff on the website. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.